0: this is a holy baptist church podcast bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome lives are changing and jesus is king thanks for listening with us today we would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us but for now we pray you enjoy listening for what god has in store for you in this episode and that helps change your life for the better in jesus name. enjoy
1: and welcome if whether you're watching now live with us or later on demand you are all welcome my name's jen and this is ellie um yeah so we've got a special guest in ellie today welcome ellie um so we're going to continue um the, with the last of the current series that we're on which is finding your place discovering purpose and belonging in the church and this part is about giving um so just a, just a little thing. Do you feel, well, do you think the church are always asking for money and asking you to do things? Probably you, you think mummy's asking you to do things. I'm her mum, by the way. Um, so we, let's just sit. we think, you know, some people do put, get put off by church because they think that, you know, you can use to get a collection bag and then like, oh, they're asking for money. in this time of cost of living, that can be quite difficult. But there is other ways of giving with your your service, with your time. Um, and it would be just really interesting to see what Martin has to say about what, what we do to find our place through giving. Um, let's just have a recap with um, our sermon series intro video, just to see what this has been all about over these last few weeks.
2: When Peter, disciple of Jesus and leader of the early church, described followers of Jesus, he likened them to a load of bricks, different shapes and sizes and colors but all joining together to build a spiritual house, the church. And that's what's so exciting about church. It's a group of people on a mission, all playing their different parts. But often many of us struggle to know what our part is. We don't know where we fit in. We don't know how to connect to others. We struggle to find our place. So this month, we want to give you some tips, ways of which you can find not only connection, but purpose and belonging in your life. We want you to find your place. So we are concluding our series uh, this morning. Uh, We've looked at um, Connect so this is way, ways you can find your place here. What well, the first one was about connecting, connecting with a, a smaller group. When you come here, there's lots of people, there's hustle and bustle. It's difficult maybe to connect and find have deep and meaningful conversations. But we do home groups or connect groups uh, where you can go into a smaller group of maybe ten or so people, maybe less, maybe a little bit more, and really start to build some relationships. So connections are really good. Serving, as uh, Richard says, serve is a great way of of connecting with people and connected with the greater uh, mission. Last week, Neil spoke to us about inviting people. Do you invite your friends and family to events, to Sunday mornings? We're trying to make our Sunday mornings as accessible to people who maybe aren't used to coming to church regularly on a Sunday. And this morning, I've been given the difficult topic of giving of giving financially to the church in, the way, in order to connect. And um, and this is a really difficult one uh, because we don't like to talk about money and we definitely totally don't like to talk about giving to, to, uh, to the church. But I think this is an important way in which we can connect with the community but also with God's mission, as Richard already pointed out. So that's the topic of this morning's sermon. Question for you are you a driven person? Is there something driving you to something you want to achieve or somewhere you want to get to in life that's pushing away barriers? It's something that's strong enough to, to be worth the effort, to be worth uh, the barriers that may come uh, against you. Are you a driven person? And if so, what is driving you? What is keeping you going. So we're all driven in some respects to a late greater or lesser extent, but maybe we're all driven by something different. And maybe the way to maybe rephrase that question is, what do you have a passion for? What do you have a passion for? I remember when I was younger, praying to God, saying, I want to be passionate about something. I was Uh, At university and I went off and I did an engineering degree at Loughborough University. I discovered within probably the first week that engineering wasn't really for me. Uh, One, I just wasn't clever enough and two, I just wasn't interested enough. So I was left in this, this phase of my life where I didn't feel passionate about anything. And I pray to God. I want to be passionate. I want to feel passion. I want to feel excitement for something because I'm not getting it from my engineering course. And what I did over those four years I was at university, slogging through an engineering degree that I didn't really want to do, although I did pass it. I hasten to add, um, is I discovered the church. Now I've been part of the church. I grew up in the church, but I started to feel my find my place in the local church. I went to an Anglican church, but don't worry about that. I, I, I'm now Baptist, so that's fine. Up, I've got over it, yeah, i got over it. Um, and, I, and I got involved in the youth group there. I got involved in the worship group. I got involved in, in community groups. And I found that my passion started to grow for the church. See, some of you might be a bit like me with my engineering degree, when people could look at me and go, you know what? Your heart's just not in it. Has anyone said that to you? Or have you thought that about someone else? It's obvious that this person may be doing this job or maybe um, helping out with this thing, but it's obvious their heart is not in it. They just don't seem to have that fire in their belly for it. They don't seem to be driven. They're just turning up and going through the motions, but they're not really driven. They haven't got the hearts for it. See biologically, all our heart does, all our heart does is incredibly vital <laughs> part of our body. but all it does is pump blood and oxygen around our body so everything works well. It doesn't do anything like anything more than that. And yet so often when we talk about our feelings, And our passions, we talk about our heart, don't we? We feel it in our heart. Well, actually, it's all just going on in our brain. And really, this is a hang-up from how the ancients viewed our body. They viewed the heart, encased in the ribcage, as as the organ that moved our body. It's a thing that drove our emotions and our intellect, our morality, you know, what is right and what is wrong. That was all in the heart, and the Bible views the heart in exactly the same way. The heart is the center of our being. It's the thing that drives us and moves us, things that helps us to make decisions in life. And we still recognize that in part, don't we, in our lives? We talk about our heart so many times. It's our heart that moves us. And then we're going to look at a passage um, from Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus talks about our hearts and as well as our finances and giving, it's Matthew chapter 6 and verses 19 to 21. The verses will, as you can see, appeared on the screen as well. I was hesitant to use these verses because these verses are used so often when we talk about giving, and there's lots of other verses about giving, but this just happened to be what fitted with it's what I felt drawn to. And this year, i would chosen a different verse, but I went back to this one. This is what Jesus says, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. See, what Jesus saw, and this is what he spoke probably more about giving and finances than any other topic. Because when he looked around and and saw the society he lived in 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, ancient Israel, he saw poverty. He saw rich people. He saw inequality in society. And actually, we still see that today. This is why we're collecting through our food bank because there are people in our community, people in our town, maybe people living next door to you that do not have enough money, that need to have donations from food banks. There is still inequality In our society. So Jesus here is talking about rather than storing up treasures, our possessions, we need to store up our treasures in heaven. He goes on, verse 21 For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus looked at, he described Pharisees. There's two, two religious groups, main religious groups, in Israel at the time. There were Pharisees who were kind of coming from the grassroots, very passionate about morality, right and wrong. Uh, he described them as uh, lovers of money. They loved money. Then there was the Sadducees. They were the religious elite. They were the ones that were in charge of the temple. They were very political. They had money, and they still loved it, and they loved power, As well, And Jesus looked at them and said, look, I look at them and I can see where their heart is. And Jesus looks at you and can tell where your heart is by where you place your treasure. If I looked at your life, and I'm not going to, so don't worry. I don't know who gives what in this church, I'll just hasten to add. But if I looked at where you spend your money, where you spend your time, where you expel your efforts, what would it tell me about where your heart is at? See, the things you do on the outside say a huge amount about where your heart is at. Do people look at you and say, oh, they've really got a passion for this? Or do they look at, look at you and say, and they, their heart's just not in it? See, Andy Stanley, who's the minister of one of the biggest churches in the States called North Point it says greed is not a financial issue. It's a heart issue. Greed is not a financial issue. It's a grant, a, a heart issue. If we talk about giving, if we talk fi- about finances, we're primarily talking about this morning, but that's not exclusively about that. Greed that need to have more money, that need to hoard money, the need to search out and gain more money. That's a heart issue. It's something within you, within the way you think, where you place importance in life, that's coming out in the way that you act on the outside. See, in reality, and we don't like to think about this in our our current society because we're all about freedom in our current society, but in reality, we are all slaves to something. In fact, Aristotle, the ancient Greek philosopher, said, We're all slaves, so choose your master wisely. We're all slaves, so choose your master wisely. You are slaves to something. I don't know what it is. Could be all things. The top three, the big three are money, sex, and power. Money, sex, and power. Interestingly, those are three things we're not really supposed to talk about. Don't talk about money, don't talk about sex, don't talk about politics and power and things like that. And yet those are the three things that are often driving us. And the Bible tells us that those three things are bad masters. They will send your life off at the wrong trajectory. They will send you away from what God's designed you and called you to be, his purposes for your life. There's other things, there's self-esteem, there's ego, there's material comfort, there's greed, there's selfishness, there's lust, there's all these ways in which those big three play out in your life. And Jesus is saying, what is, or asking, what is in your heart? Because where you place your importance, where you spend your time, where you expel your efforts, that's where your heart is at. Those things are bad masters, and the Bible tells us they just lead to death. We're asked to be called to be slaves to righteousness. Slaves to doing right, slaves to being good, slaves to following God's purposes on our life. If you're going to choose a master, I recommend you choose God's. Because that leads to life, not death. You can't, he says this in verse 24. No one can serve two masters. You're thinking, maybe if I hedge my bets, I can do a a bit of this and do a bit of that. I don't need to fully commit to God. I can maybe just split my time 50-50, split my heart 50-50. That's called a broken heart, by the way. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the others, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and money. So are those big three things, money, sex, power. For Jesus, the test of where someone's heart is at was where do they spend their money? What do they do with their money? What do they do with their finances? He told numerous stories about finances and money. So if I looked at your finances... If Jesus looked at your finances, what would it tell him, what would it tell me about where your heart is at? Because for Jesus, that's the ultimate test. So if you're not a follower of Jesus here, and I don't know where your faith is at, maybe you're just exploring Christianity, um, this isn't really for you. It might be, hopefully, it's of interest to you. But if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, then part of that process is you're giving Jesus your heart. You're making him Lord of your heart. In fact, uh, later in the Bible, in Revelation, uh, Jesus says to the church, I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking, I'm banging to come in. You claim to be followers of me and yet you've locked me outside your heart. If you are a follower of Jesus, then you have given your heart to Jesus. And Jesus is saying the sign of that is what you are giving to. And this is where it gets a bit difficult, okay? Because giving is hugely important. And you can give to all sorts of things. This morning we're giving to the food bank, which is a great thing. And you might give to all sorts of organizations. I know that uh, Bernard, who who's um, our mission deacon, and he did a bit of a survey a while back to find out where do people give, what missions, you know, There's missions all over. You might give money to cat charities. That's completely up to you. You might give money to mission in Africa. You might give money to all sorts of things. But if you're a follower of Jesus, and if you're attending this church, and you're not giving any money to this church, and this is where it gets a little bit difficult, then ask yourself, where is your heart at? It's up to you who you give to. It's up to you where your money goes. But if you're a follower of Jesus and you're not giving any money to the church, not necessarily this one, then you've got to self- ask yourself a question, what is the reason behind that? Because Jesus calls this church his body. This is where you are called to live out your faith. We have other people to... To grow in your faith, to serve one another, to serve the community, to see God's kingdom built in this place. so if you've got a heart for Jesus, you should have a heart for the church. and Jesus is saying, if you've got a heart for me, then you give to me and you give to the church. It breaks that grip that finances have on you. I feel it in my life. I feel this grip that money and possessions, I want to have more. Amazon's great, I can have it tomorrow if I want. I feel that on my life. I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, but I'm guessing that most of you probably feel that grip on your life as well. I feel that inclination in my heart to become a slave to money and possessions. I want more. I want better things, particularly an LD, That would be nice. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen, at least not yet anyway. I feel that grip And I know the only way I can break that grip that money and possessions has on my life is to give. So as I come to an end in this sermon. How do you flourish and grow in your Christian walk? Because we don't do this. There's no lone rangers in the Christian faith. You don't do this on your own. Some people say you can be a Christian and not go to church. Yes, technically you can. But as the analogy goes, if you take a coal from the fire, it quickly cools. If you want to see your your faith grow and flourish, if you want to see yourself discovering the exciting things that God wants for your life, you need to do it within a community. Now, it could be here on a Sunday, but probably it's even better within a small um, small group, a connect group. How do you do that? Well, you need to get a heart for Jesus and you need to get a heart for the church. You do that by connecting with a group. You do that by serving. And then the fruits of that is you start to invite people along because you, yeah, you don't invite someone along to something you're not passionate about, do you? Mm, what were you done on Sunday mm, went to church? Was it good? Good. Mm, it was all right. You're not going to invite anyone if you feel that about church. If you're excited and passionate about what's going on here, you will probably invite someone along. And then the ultimate test is are you giving to the church? So your heart can change. You can get passionate about something. I remember when I was a design technology teacher, I was doing a GCSE student, year 10. She came along and says, I'm not really that bothered about my coursework. i not that bothered, you know. My mum and dad says, focus on maths, science and English. Technology isn't important. What? Technology isn't important? What are you talking about? But she found a project that actually excited her she got more and more involved. She gave more and more time. She found something that got her heart pumping. What is it that's going to get your heart pumping? You might discover that this morning. You might discover that by connecting with people through relationship. Break the chains so your heart can change. I've been pretty black and white this morning. I recognise we are all in different financial positions. we all got different things in our lives going. Sometimes we might have a partner who's, who's not a Christian and you can't give his money away or her money away. It might get a bit complicated. Life is difficult. Life is great. This covers all the preaching that happens here. I'm going to preach fairly black and white. It's up for you through conversation with each other and through God, maybe in those connect groups, to work out in the grey world that we live in, how do I feel about these things? What is God speaking to me? I will never demand any money from you. I will never tell you how much you should or shouldn't give. If you ask my opinion, I can give it, but this is up to you. Okay. So if you're sitting there going, oh, it was a little bit harsh. Well, it was meant to be. But I recognize that everyone is different, and this is up. To you. Give your heart, open your heart up to Jesus. Allow Him to come in and allow Him to change you. It's not me, it's Jesus. So I'm gonna give you some time just to reflect on it. We're gonna have some questions come up, and then uh Eugene's gonna lead us in a couple of songs before we take a bit of a break and we have this whole join in Sunday thing. So let's just sit and let's listen to these questions again. What gets what you gets excited? excited and drives you? Do you have a heart problem? Is your heart in the wrong place? Do you want to change? What are you going to do about it?
1: Challenging, well, as Martin said, he's done some black and white challenges there, really. Um, so let's think about those questions. Let's think about the first one. What ex- what excites you and drives you? What gets you excited and drives you? What gets you excited, Ellie, and what drives you? Um, well, normally, last night, so if there's a reward at the end that excites you, so you'll do something that you don't want. That's not exciting yeah. to to get to the other. I think um, I think my what gets me excited is when I've people are. Like, you know, when you give somebody a present, I'm more the person that I like to give the present. I do like to receive presents, by the way, everybody, just to let you know. But I do like to give presents because I like seeing the response of somebody when they receive what I've given. So I think there's an element of, for me, it's about I like it when I've sorted somebody out. So I'm a nurse by background, so I like the fact that I make stuff better for people if i can i will make stuff better for people so that gets me excited and that drives me trying to sort of look out for people look after people um but i think often when we have something that it gets us excited and drives us it's still about finding the time isn't it it's about um you know so you could have tidied your room any time you liked but it's about finding that time it's about pushing on because other things draw our attention don't they other things draw what you want to do so for you that's TV or playing or baking you like doing baking but for for me that's my work some chores that I've got to do so even the thing that excites me and drives me can be put to one side very easily to do something else to do something that is I have to do like something that somebody's expecting of me I guess so let's um, move on to the last question for a bit of chat around that. Do you want to change? What are you going to do about it? So I think this is a, a key for our next step. So Martin was talking about, um, you know, he was talking about giving our money. Where, and he was talking about where your heart is, is what your life will look like. So do you have lots and lots of nice things? And you're spending your money on lots of nice things and you're surrounded by... You know, I mean I'm a little bit like I've probably got too many clothes in wardrobe because I like to buy new things and I like how that feels to buy something and that it fits me nice. Duh, duh, duh. But actually, what do I actually need? So there's an element of that of self-rewarding with materialism and buying yourself things. We were just talking in the room about wanting to save to make sure you've got money put aside for things. So you like to save money. Sometimes don't need to to buy something specific so if you get some money for your birthday or something you put it together to, to save for something specific do you give some of that money to the church <laughs> put her on the spot that was very mean but you know so we we get we you know so what is it about that that we can change what can we do to change how we're thinking it might like martin said it might not be that you give to holy baptist church you might be watching online and um, a local church to you is and you notice that they're needing some money for a particular project or something, it's about what are we doing to support our church? And I often think about it. So, um Ellie, we, we weren't sitting downstairs, but who do you normally sit down next to when you're in church? Um, Joel and Eve, Lydia and Noah, normally just my friends. And then when you go out, what group do you go to? Connect. So, all of those things, those that seat, so like just putting it into to factual things. That seat you've sat on has been bought by somebody in the church donating their money, mm-hmm. and Jill has bought things for connected to support the group of Connectors. Connected is one of our our youth groups. Yeah, I know. Big fluffy sofa. Yeah. So things have been bought in our church by people who belong to our church, and without those people, they wouldn't exist. Those things wouldn't exist. So that's just trying to put into some context about so again how do we tell how what do we need to change and how are we going to do about it and that's maybe a practical thing for this week for you is just thinking about what do I do with my money looking at myself and going okay yeah I can look at myself and go I've clearly spent a little bit too much money on x y and z um so what can I do differently about that for this week well I can I look out for an opportunity with with, you know the food banks near us we've got harvest this morning about um, collecting for um, food banks and 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 there are food banks all across the country in desperate need of donations whether it be money donations or food donations there are churches that are in need of financial donations to continue the work that they do in their communities is there something that you can look out for for where you are about me and it might not be that you can give a huge amount you might just be able to make a donation of five pounds two pounds price mm-hmm. of a cup of coffee or something so what little change can you make this week to support somebody else? If anything from this series has um, provoked thought or questions, please do email in. And we'll just get the email up. Got questions at holybaptist.org.uk. That's got questions at holybaptist.org.uk. If there's anything you want to know about church generally, you can ask questions there, but you can also email us for, for any of these things if you want to join in with us at Holy Baptist Church, whether that be online or... Or in the building that's join.in at hawleybaptist.org.uk so do utilize those there are people that will man those emails and respond to you and if you've liked any of this series which challenged you or you just think it will be actually good for one somebody you know who's maybe just needing to hear this message at the moment then please do share it with your family and friends <music>
0: that was today's episode of the holy baptist church podcast we hope it's prompted you to want to follow jesus hopefully a lot but even just a little bit more closely if you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow jesus you can email us gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk we'd love to hear from you it would really make our day if you want to hear more from us just a reminder you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the holy baptist church app from the apple app store or google play to hear it as well simply search holy baptist church thank you again for listening to holy baptist church podcast we pray god will bless you and we'll see you next time